Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. I want to thank today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey Tees is a small home-based business designing t-shirts that are as stylish as they are comfortable. Their high-quality products come from ethical producers and are never made in a sweatshop. They then add their one-of-a-kind designs, resulting in tees, tanks, and sweatshirts that you will love wearing to show off your personal style. Milk and Honey creates t-shirts that you're going to wear dressed up for dinner or to a happy hour with your girlfriends, might I add, rather than just with your sweats on the couch. Go to milkandhoneytees.etsy.com to check out all of Milk and Honey's Simply Stylish Tees. This month, use the code HAPPYHOUR at checkout services, and they're going to give you 15% off your purchase. That's a good little discount, Milk and Honey Tees. Thank you. So follow them on Instagram as well because you're going to see some great sales and promotions and you're going to get to just browse all their amazing products. They're Milk and Honey Teas on Instagram. And that is Milk and Honey Teas, T-E-E-S dot Etsy dot com. So follow them over there. Thank you, Milk and Honey, for loving the happy hour and for sponsoring this show. I love my Milk and Honey t-shirts. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 71, the second show of the new year. And I promise I won't keep saying that for every show. But today's episode 71 and today's guest is Corey Robertson. Now, you probably know Corey from her family from Duck Dynasty. She is married to Willie. And as great as her family is in the show, it was really great to get some unfiltered conversation with her on so many different topics. I was so excited to get to talk to her and loved our conversation about adoption, parenting, foster care, the filming of their show, Duck Dynasty, plus lots more. Corey has a new book out called Strong and Kind that I highly recommend you get your hands on if you can. In our conversation, this is the fun part. In our conversation, there was a part where I felt like I had some breaking news. Like I literally wanted the like breaking news in the background. She kind of announced something about their family right here on my show. And she even said like, oh, I haven't told anyone about this. So we'll talk about it. And I felt like this happy hour had arrived with some breaking news. And then y'all, last week I saw on Fox News, they tweeted about it. So let it be said that the breaking news about the Robertson family was said first on the happy hour, but then it released after the news broke. So womp womp, I thought I had some breaking news, but it's already out. Anyhow, you'll know what I'm talking about when you'll hear it, and I hope you giggle because I literally thought I was bringing some breaking news. Guys, if you want to send us a message about anything from the show, we'd love to hear from you. I am at Jamie underscore Ivy on Twitter, and my name is J-A-M-I-E underscore I-V-E-Y, and Corey is at Boss Hog's Wife. We'd love to hear from you guys. Here is my conversation with Corey Robertson. Corey, thanks for coming on the happy hour. Thanks for having me. I've been so excited to talk to you. I am so excited, and I, um, I must confess before we get going, just to get it out on the table, that we don't have cable. Okay. And so I've only seen your show in hotel rooms. <laughs> I just need to get that out on the table. That's funny. That's totally acceptable. I promise I will not hold that You'll still you. be my friend. I'll still be your friend. <laughs> I was yeah. telling someone the other day I was going to talk to you, and they're like, oh, my gosh, don't you love their show? And I'm like, we don't have cable, and I've only seen it like four times. But, yes, what That's I saw, okay. I love. it can be a little creepy when people, like, know everything about every episode, you know? So <laughs> I can, that's all right. So I'm coming at you with nothing. Okay. So that's, that's even better. Great. <laughs> but what I did do is I just read your recent book. Oh, good. I know. Strong and – what is it? Strong and Kind? Yes. Strong and Kind, yes. About you raising kids. Yeah. It was a little bit of a, you know, weird thing to write when you're a mom. You don't want to 
come across like, I mean, I've still got middle schoolers, so it's Boy, not like we're done. You're not <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Not like we got this all figured out by any means. So it was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't want to come across that way at all. But I felt like I had something to say. And, you know, mainly it's really just about the values that you want to instill in your kids. It's not about telling anybody how to do it. You know, it's just about saying, let's all be intentional about the values we want to instill in our kids and what kind of adults we want to have in this yeah. world. And you got to start young if you want to, um, you know, bring them up to be the adults that um, have those type of values that you want you want to see in them. Yeah, I can see how that um, writing a parenting book would be hard while you're in the middle of it because you don't want to come across as like, hey, we're amazing, so <laughs> exactly do what we do. That's the last thing. <laughs> right. But just like, hey, here's some of the things that we value. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, and people ask me a lot because they see our kids on TV, you know, and I think from the beginning of when Doug Nice first started, like all of a sudden they see kids who are like respectful of their grandparents. And it's not that there's not millions of kids out there that are like that. It's just that you don't see it a lot on TV. Exactly. Right. You see the, you know, kids that are just like rolling their eyes and talking back to parents and out partying and drinking, you uh-huh. know, around. Cause that's, that know, makes good reality TV, right? TV. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Good characters. But, um, so whenever ours came out and you actually saw kids that were, you know, respectful and part of the family and all that, people were like, oh. And it wasn't so- like you're just yeah. like, hey, guys, y'all got to act this way when the camera crews here. You know, I mean, it was like their real life. Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the very first, like, I'll never forget this very first season, we did an episode where we were going to have this family football game and Phil took the kids out and made them, like, clean up the yard. And he didn't tell them what it was for. And so... The film crew totally expected them to be like griping and complaining, you know, and all that. And so, and then they weren't. They were like, yes, sir, and cleaned up, you know. And then the director was like, "Um, wouldn't you be like mad if your granddad made you do this? And they were like, no. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, well, I mean, you know, what if, what if he like, wouldn't you, you know, don't you think he would, you know, not want to? And they're like, no, if Pepon told us to do it, we would do it. You know? <laughs> They're like, we don't really know what you're getting out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, it was um, just natural, and then people reacted to it. So people started asking me, like, oh, you know. You, what do you do? I know people are listening. They're like, can we send our kids to Robertson Boot Camp over the summer <laughs> <laughs> and have them come back strong and kind? Sure, send them, send them on. <laughs> okay, so I, I want to ask, I want to hear, like, how long has Duck Dynasty been on the air? Only three years. Okay. Crazy. It seems like a lot longer than that. I know. It feels like a lot longer than that to us, too, because it just kind of seems part of our life. But no, 2012 was... Wow, I did not realize that, Corey. I thought you were going to tell me, like, oh, we're in, like, our eighth season. Yeah. Well, we are. We we just oh, okay. finished filming our 100th episode. Oh, my recently. gosh. So y'all film a lot, then, if it's only yeah. been three years. Right. We film, like, nine months out of the year. So, and we take off for hunting season, of course, (laughs) course. (laughs) and Christmas. Which every other um, wife that their husband is a hunter, they're like, our whole family stops during hunting season. Yeah. 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 Everybody who has a hunter in the family understands that. Like we take off for hunting season. But then when I talk to people like in New York or LA, I'm like, oh, we take off for the holidays. You know. (laughs) They're not used to that, I'm sure. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So you're, you're raising kids, being a mom being on TV, writing books, all this kind of stuff. So you've been doing Duck Dynasty for three years. Ten years ago, so your oldest would have been – is your oldest 20 or? Um, yeah, John Luke's 20. Uh-huh. So ten years ago, I mean, did you would you ever have thought this is what you'll be doing? Never. Absolutely not. I, ten, I don't need to think about what I was doing ten years ago. Probably. Well, how old is Will? Will is 14. So you had a four-year-old. Okay. Yeah, three-year-old. I yeah, and that was when we actually, so I was working as a children's minister at the church whenever, and Willie was a youth minister, college minister, whenever John Lee and Sadie were, were little. And then I had Will and Bella, so all of a sudden I had four, like, under the age of six years old, and I was trying to be the children's minister. And you're and like, was, I actually need to be a children's minister at my own house. Exactly. It was crazy town. Like, I was yeah. like, running all over the church, trying to drop off, and then I'd come get in the car after church, and I'd be like the gripey mom, you know? Sure. Yeah. We just got done with church. Everybody shut up. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. I need a nap. So at that point, I, we had just started running the Duck Commander, like DuckCommander.com out of our house too. So um, 
that was starting to grow and build a little bit. And we were like answering emails, answering phone calls in the middle of the night because people would order and didn't know like this was our house, you right. know, and the phone, our phone line was our house line, you That's know, hilarious. for our com. So we were doing that too. And I just probably had just quit doing children's ministry and just went more full time, you know, mom and help running the com from our house. So that was happening 10 years ago. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> and now, and now, I appreciate something. One thing you told me in the, the message that you sent me was you were talking about like how you wish you could tell or one things you want to tell like yourself or if you could tell yourself a long time ago. So like live in the moment mm-hmm. and like take like where you are and enjoy that. And yeah. I think, I don't know if this is still, I'm sure this is a struggle for you. It's a struggle for me as well. Like, especially as a mom too. And, and not just a mom, but you have a career. I have a career as moms that are like, we want to do stuff and we want to parent well, and we want to work well, and we want to love people well, and we want to be a good wife. And I'm sometimes find myself looking into like, well, what will that look like in 10 years? Uh-huh. Instead of like, what does it look like today, Jamie, to be like all of those things? That's so hard. It is so hard. I think especially like as women and moms, because we do, we want to be, you know, we want to be good parents. We want to be intentional about all that. But also we have dreams and goals and ideas about things that we really want to do. And so when we try to do it all at once, you know, (laughs) then everybody loses. We get stressed. Our kids, you know, feel that stress. Our husband's like, I never see you, you know. And so for, I think for, for me, always trying to remember, I rem- I'll never forget hearing the quote, and it said, like, you can be everything you want to be, just not all at once. I was like, okay. That just gave me peace that, like, okay, i got a lot of years ahead of me. I don't have to, like, start the nonprofit and go to Ethiopia. And, you know, like, I'd always wanted to go to Africa, and I just went this last year to Ethiopia. But I'm 42. Like, for the last, like, 20 years of my life, I'm like, really want to go to Africa, but it just never felt like the right time because I have little kids at home and, and this is happening, you know. So once I kind of like gave myself to that, I was like, okay, like I can, I can do all these things. I can be all these things. But right now, this is what this is about, yeah. you know, and um, this is what this time is about. And it just helped me to kind of be content where I am. That's that's where this contentment. And I think that's so good because I struggle with that still. But I remember when I had young babies at home and you just feel like your life only consists of diapers and bottles and everything baby. You feel as though I'll never do anything different. And you will. You, that's why I always tell young moms, I'm like, you will, the season will pass. And then you'll have bigger kid issues, which are sometimes harder. Yeah, there'll be other things, but yes, I do. I remember feeling that way and just kind of like, and I think a lot of times we get in that, it was like, okay, God, is this all there is? Like, is this it, what is going to be the rest of my life? Even in times when your marriage is not as great as it, you know, as you want it to be, you know, our kids are, you know, going through struggles. You just feel like, okay, God, is this it? And then if you think about your life as a whole, like, no, it's not. And you look at, like, my grandmother is 84 years old. She just retired from real estate. But what's so interesting is she did not work any of, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom exclusively throughout all of her, she had six children. All of her, my mom, you know, all of her children's life, stay-at-home mom, didn't start working till after they were all grown and out. Then started in the real estate business with my granddad. My granddad passed away. She took over his business and it's been like, Realtor of the year, been honored, you know, and just at 84, retired. Yeah. In the meantime, she's lived in five different states. She was a cheerleader in the Marine Corps. She, You know, all these cool things she got to do in her life that I'm sure she never imagined when she had six babies. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a good reminder that, you know what, this season is what it is. And then you move into the next one, and then you move into the next one, and that's just how it goes. Right. Um, okay, so you really have five kids. Yes. Can you explain, because I don't know if you've done this on the show, but I already told you I haven't seen it. Can you explain the foreign exchange student that never went home? Because I did not know that. I've always assumed that you had two children through adoption. Okay. I can explain that. Can you explain it to me? It's really confusing because there are a lot of us. So it is really confusing. So um, whenever we had four little babies, and one of my kind of values in life is travel. Like, I've always felt like it's so important for our kids to see other cultures and realize, like, this world is a lot bigger than this little small town that we might live in, you right. know? And um, so I always wanted our kids to travel and experience different things. But, you, you know, when you've got four little ones, 
budget is limited. You can't do that. You and can't your sanity stop. is limited. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> you can't just pick up <laughs> yeah. and take, you know, to Europe, you know. So I was like, okay, why don't we bring in a foreign exchange student? And I had all these, like, dreams. Like, oh, we'll learn another language. We'll, like, you know, we'll be so, like, multicultural. We'll have all this great experience. So Rebecca, we, we chose Rebecca. She's from Taiwan. Her mom just wrote a really sweet note about her that, you know, and they were a Christian family and all this. So we chose her on, online, and she came to live with us for the year. And it was it was so much fun, but it was hard because she's not speak a lick of English when oh she got here. Gosh. I mean, she had taken English in school, but whenever it's like us taking Spanish. Oh yeah, I took Spanish like four years, and I can ask where the bathroom is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she got off the plane, and we were like. All of our kids, you know, because they're so excited to see her. They're like two to six, and or maybe John like seven, like two to seven. And they're like, blah, 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 you know, and Rebecca's going, I mean, she looked like a deer in headlights. She's scared to death, you know. And so she just really attached herself to me. I mean, when I took her to school that first day, I had to like pry her fingers off my arm because she, somehow we found a way to communicate, you know. So anyway, I read to her that whole year, just like I was reading to our younger kids at night. And just really bonded. And by the end of that year, we were like, she just kind of felt like ours, you know. And we said, if you want to come back for your senior year, you're welcome to. She said, okay. She wanted to. She went back home. And she called, like, mom said I could come back. So she came back. And now she's 27. Has been with us ever since. Okay, wait. Time out. She's just became ours. That is so crazy. (laughs) She came twice. She came twice. She came Well, she came her junior year and then her senior year. And her senior year was when we kind of, like, realized, like, she's never leaving, like, got her social security card, like, started thinking about college, and and it was at one point with the kids, someone asked me, and I said I had four kids, and one of our, I think, I can't remember if it was Will, or one of them said, no, we have five, and I was like, you're right, you know, because she does have a mom in Taiwan, so I really have always wanted to honor that, and I'm her American mom, but she has a mom in Taiwan who's been here to visit twice, and she's really sweet, and she's cooked for us amazing, like, Taiwanese food when she comes and so that's how you know we're her American family and she calls us mom and dad and I have always ever since I got your book and I've seen your family online and stuff I've always wondered um, but I never knew that story that is so crazy I always think it would be fun to host a foreign exchange student but I also I think what holds me back is like just that would be so it's so hard like you said It was at first. The first semester was because we did, you know, she just, I had to help her order a restaurant, read to her, help her in school and all that. And I had little ones. So it was a little hard, but it was so much fun. And, you know, of course it, it all paid off. I know, <laughs> awesome. right? Yeah. And, um, and Sadie can rap in Chinese <laughs> and can sing the climb in Chinese. So, that is, so that's worth it all. That's yeah. worth it all. Yeah. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. 
I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Uh, okay, speaking of Sadie, um, she's just, you're, all of your kids are beautiful and I, I follow her on social media and you as well. And it's been fun to see her like turn into this um, woman with a voice. I'm sure as a mom that you are so proud of what, um, all of like, she's had some amazing opportunities have come to her and the way she's handled them seem very graceful as just a complete outsider looking in. Um, she seems like she's handling it very well. Um, what are you doing to keep all of your kids because y'all been three years of a TV family and have that going for you. And then Sadie stepped out and doing all kinds of other stuff. How do you try to keep your kids grounded through all that? Well, I think from the very beginning, we talked about, we're like, this is not about us. Like, there's no part, this is about God and giving him the glory. And so any, like, success or fame or opportunities we have is for that, Mm -hmm. is for that good. And so, you know, even in filming, if, like, one of the kids films more or one doesn't, you know, there's never been any weirdness or jealousy or anything about that because we've made that very clear. Like, this is a television show. We are doing it, but it's really not about us. Mm-hmm. It's about God and His glory. So that's something we talked about from the very beginning a lot. And and then we just have, you know, we're doing it as a family. Yeah, yeah. So that's been really fun and nice. I think that's a, a big difference than if just like one person in the family goes out and the whole family dynamics change because everything has to revolve around that person. And mm-hmm. that is a hard, I think that's a really hard position for, for young people to be in, you know. Yeah. Jen told me when her and Brandon did their show that, like, it bonded them together. Yeah. Like, them doing that together, it really, like, bonded their marriage a little bit. So I think that, I like what you said, that it brings you all together as a family. It really did. I mean, for all of us, for the whole extended Robertson family and our family specifically, too, it did because you're you're together. Yeah. You're supposed to be together a lot because you're filming. And a lot of times when you're filming, you're waiting around a lot. <laughs> it's something I realized I struggled with when we started filming because, they got to set up the cameras and the lights and all the stuff. You got to put a mic on. So you're just sitting around waiting a lot. So it's time to just kind of like sit and talk. And it is. It's a fun experience in that regard. Has there ever been a time when they filmed something and then afterwards you're like, I really didn't like the way that went down? We really haven't. You know, we um, we get to see the rough cuts. Um, and so that, you know, we can make comments if we do feel anything. But there really has never been anything that we have been, you know, said we don't like. There's one, the one thing that I made them take off, and this was, this was Cy. Because Cy does, you know, when you do your interviews, like, they'll ask you a question, you answer. And then you would assume that, like, you know, they're going to cut it. Well, he, like, was picking his nose. <laughs> and they left that in. Like, he answered a question, and then he's like, you know. And they left that in. And I was like, no, that's just rude. Because he didn't know you were filming he still. He wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like he realized he was on camera. It was, like, in the middle of an interview. You know, I was like, 
that's like laughing at him rather than laughing with him, you know? So I made them take that out. Oh, that's but, good. There's a, there's a big <laughs> distinction between laughing at someone and laughing with them. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you know, tried down the show. We hope everybody, you know, realize like we totally can laugh at ourselves. We do not take ourselves too seriously. If you see the show, you know that. So yeah, please laugh along with us, but yeah, I don't want to be, you, you know, be laughed at. Yeah. Um, I saw recently and you told me about this as well, about Sadie getting a tattoo. Yes. So she's yeah. 18. She's 18 and she has, um, she, she's been talking about it for a while. She, um, one thing that I think Sadie has helped Sadie in her life. And we kind of like we're talking about introspectively the other day about like, um, cause people say like, how is Sadie so mature and everything? But one thing about Sadie is she is really good at talking about everything. Like if she has a problem, she will say tell it. everybody. She'll just say it. Like she's not shy. As a matter of fact, when she was on Dates in the Stars, because there's cameras rolling 24 seven, it's like, all like don't not see you kind of like know and but there is all the time they and will then they kind of clip it together and make it what it is okay. they will follow you down hallways they will follow you in the bathroom like it is with you all the time and she does did tons of interviews and I was like oh god because she she'll say she says everything. <laughs> you know she does not have a filter about that but what's good about that is other she allows other people in her life to help her with her problems because she does struggle with it you know so she does she she's honest about it she's not like she struggles with anxiety and she doesn't tell anybody. Right, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so anxiety has been one of her things. She's always been my worrier. If she, you know, has something, she's Googling it and thinking she's got cancer, you know. <laughs> she is that kid. When she was little, she was scared of like tornadoes, which we never had. We maybe you live it right. Yeah, but she's scared of tornadoes. You know, she's always had that. And um, she had an incident recently where she was on a plane and she just kind of had like an anxiety attack and she got off and ran off the plane before it took off. And she called me crying. Oh, you know, this plane never took off. Plane had not taken off yet. You know, it was she uh -huh. was waiting, and she just kind of got freaked out and and called me. It was like, Mom, you know. So um, we really talked about fear and whether like God, how God is not about fear, and God doesn't put fear in your life, and God is a spirit of power and strength. And so if you feel that fear, it's not God, you know. So anyway, she um, wanted to get the tattoo that said "Fearless," and Willie and I were all for it, and. So she posted about it, and oh, the comments, it was just driving me crazy. Where did you know? she get the tattoo? Where is it? Um, on her wrist. On her like, wrist. Okay. Yeah. Very, yeah. Little tiny, fearless. Super cute. And it's beautiful. It's very, yeah, it's really, really nice. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So um, anyway, I was, I was saying in the thing that some of the comments, I try not to be bothered by, you know, social media comments, but there were a few on this one that just, uh. Oh. I got my first tattoo when I was 18. I have three now. Um, but I did not do that in um, the public eye of America. So <laughs> I can understand how that might be difficult. Oh. Guys, before we get back to Corey and I's conversation, I want to thank another sponsor for the show. The sponsor is Prep Dish. And Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. So guys, I know it's 2016, we're kicking off a new year, many of you are exercising, you've got like 14 days of exercising in, you've got 14 days of meal planning, well this is something that can really help you. Each week you're going to receive an email that contains um, two things, a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. And then, after about two to three hours of meal prep, whenever you want, Sunday afternoon, Saturday morning, Monday after the kids go to school, you have meals ready for the rest of the week. So not only is this an amazing time saver, but it's also a great way to kick off your healthy eating in 2016. All the meals are made with real food, nothing processed, and when you subscribe, you have the option of choosing gluten-free, dairy-free, or paleo meals. Guys, this is a really, really great help to us women as we're trying to plan healthy meals for our family. Allison, who's a chef, she's offering the listeners of the Happy Hour a special rate of $4 for the first month. Did you hear that? $4. It's a dollar a week for a meal plan. Go to prepdish.com slash happy hour. Um, prepdish.com slash happy hour, and it's good for a $4 trial. That's literally a dollar of meal plan for a week. Guys, this will really change your world, and you can thank me later. Thank you, Prepdish, for sponsoring the happy hour. Prepdish.com slash happy hour. Here is my conversation again with Corey. Um, okay, so I want to talk to you about adoption. I'm an adoptive mom. Um, three of my kids came to us through adoption, two from Haiti and one domestic. 
And so your son that you adopted, um, Will, was that a domestic adoption? It was, okay. yes. From birth? Yeah. Um, we got him at five weeks old. Okay. He was with the foster family for five weeks. But we, um, Willie and I had just, all, as soon as we started dating, we said we want to adopt someday. We, um, I had a teacher in, in high school that adopted, and um, he was just very passionate and just, you know, was talking to us the whole time about this is our, you know, duty as Christians. It's the act of true religion to so take care of orphans and widows. And I just knew that that's what I wanted to do and, t- and talked to Willie. And he was like, absolutely on board from the beginning. Um, so, yeah, we um, it was just one of those crazy, miraculous experiences. We found out about Will and got him within like a week. That just, is crazy. I hear stories like that all the time. And it is just so crazy. Yeah, it really was. When we adopted our son, his name is Deacon, um, we were chosen by the birth mom. And then we had about, um, I think we got chosen in October and he was born in November. So we had like a month of waiting. Uh-huh. Um, and then we were there when he was born. And then he kind of go into interim care for paperwork and stuff. You know how that goes. And then he came home like two weeks later. I mean, it was just like, Aww. it was so crazy to just show up at a hospital and you see a baby and then like you take him home. It was really, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Sadie, one of... Like one of her teachers, I remember I took him, had taken him to school to show everybody, and they were. In, she was in preschool. She was so excited, and one of her teachers told me that she. They said, um, "Can I just take him home with me? Just picking with Sadie." She was like, "Oh, you just can go to Baton Rouge and get one. Like, that's all you do." <laughs> oh gosh, the kids! After, after having like nine months of pregnancy with my other two, I was like. This is the way to go. That's what, <laughs> that's what Sadie saw. She's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Um, the other night I was laying in bed with my son Deacon, and um, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I said something. I always tell my kids how, how proud I am I get to be their mom. Like, even my – we have one biological. I'm like, even that God let me be your mom. I'm just so excited about that. And so I think we were talking about that, and I asked him something about being adopted because I try to I try to talk about – these things, I want open conversation because I don't yes. want, you know, them to grow up and be 20 and hate their lives. Well, they might, I don't know, but you okay. know what I mean? Um, yeah. but I asked him, I said, um, is it ever weird, you know, being adopted? And he said, sometimes in my class, it feels different. Aww. And he said, and you know, this happened like two years ago, but he still says this every time. And he says, and when we talk about like where we came from, I don't know what to say. And I don't know if I should put like American Indian because that's what you are, but that's not what I am. It was just this like really sweet, but some like sobering conversation to me about the realities of what our kids might face. Have you had those conversations with Will? And that's a great conversation. Yeah, I, um, we do. We talk about it a lot. And you know, what's interesting because we adopted Will when he was five weeks old. And so we, he, you know, He's ours. You don't think, like, how biological, how adopted. You don't think anything different about it. Then when Doug Dynasty came out and everybody's like, what? Who's that? Like, because he looks different. He's biracial, you know. Then you're like, oh, yeah, this is something I should probably really talk about because it is such, so important to our family. And, of course, I encourage everybody I know, like, you should adopt. I'm, like, always talking about it personally. But then whenever people see it on TV, it's like, oh, yeah, because you just think of, them all as yours in the same it's right not at all yeah so have but y'all discussed that on the show we did we did an episode where okay. we talked about how he came into our family and all that because we were just getting so many questions you know and will was very proud he loved it. he loves his story he's always when he was little he'd be like mom show him the pictures of the day you got me you know he loves to tell the story about where he was born and how we got him and and now he's 14 so now you know he doesn't talk about that yeah. as much anymore because <laughs> he's 14 right because he's 14 but when he was younger it was so cute he just loved every aspect of his story oh. and I remember one day he asked me he's like mom well because ours was a closed adoption so we didn't um so he said mom what um what's the name of your friend who gave gave me to you and I, I was so cute it was like your friend who gave me to uh-huh. you I just love that he said that because he just you know saw her as my friend yeah, because yeah. Who, who, who would give me someone right, right. my friends? It was just so neat. And we talk a lot about, um, you know, adoption and what that means and how, you know, how honored and blessed we are and how thankful we are to his birth mother that she chose us. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. And then we, we got pregnant with Bella like literally three weeks after we got Will. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes. So it just was to us, it was just one of those like divine things you see, like God placed him in our home 
he closed my womb until he placed Will in our home because Will was, Mm -hmm. you know, ours and then opened it to have Bella. You know, it was just amazing. So they're like 10 months apart. They're 10 months apart. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. How fun was that? (laughs) I know. It was crazy town. I'm sure it was. It was. I was, I was like hardly remember those those first years because yeah will wasn't even walking when bella was born so i had like two on my hip at church trying to be the children's <laughs> like this and that then, is so funny so they both like kind of came into the world thinking they like could do it all themselves they were that kind of kid my mom was like if you left them for a week they could survive they're gonna make it yeah <laughs> that's hilarious um, we just recently, sometimes I don't know what things are going to like bother my kids that joined our family via adoption. Like what would be weird? And we just yeah. found out that my son's birth mom, she's m- happily married and um, she's about to have her you know, second child, but first child um, in her marriage. And I was telling my son about it and I thought it might be kind of weird to him. He is so proud. I mean, he was like, his eyes lit up and he's like, does that mean I'm going to have like a half brother or sister? And I'm like, yes, he is so proud about that. And I just love that because to me, it it made me feel that he, he felt really secure in both of those things, you know? I've had a similar thing with Will recently and that is exactly his reaction. And I just, me too. I was like, okay, he feels secure. He doesn't feel at all threatened or weird by any of it. So I love that too. It's great. Good to see your kids. Um, so can we talk about what's coming up next in your family? Just vague. I don't know however much you want to talk about, but I'll and give you the lead well, on that. I talked about it, you know, really a lot, but with you, I felt like I was like, we need to talk about this because this is like our thing you know, so about adoption as well. But yes, we, we have a new little boy in our family that's you been do with already. We do already. Yes. Okay. Has- Corey, wait, how hey. does the press not know about this? How have you done this? It, it's, I don't know. It's just been, yeah, God's Kudos to y'all. a level of protection around us, you know? So yeah, we've had him since May. He's so sweet. It was one of those, another one of those just like moments where you're like, this is right. This is God is placing him in our family. It's just right, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's been great. It's been hard, you know, an adjustment. He was, um, an only child, you know, raised by a single dad for a long time and coming into our family of like everybody, you know, and we live in a neighborhood with cousins everywhere. So our house is never quiet. It is like kids all the time, all day, every day. So, um, it was a big adjustment, but, um, he's, you know, he is, he just turned 13. So I have two 13 year olds and a 14 year old, three middle schoolers right now. Yeah. And, um, but they're just doing great. I mean, you know, it's all the adjustments been, you know, up and down of trying to figure out like how this whole family dynamic works and how it fits and all that. But I'm just so thankful. And I just feel like, you know, I've been passionate about adoption for a really long time, but now I'm in this whole like another world of like passionate about older children adoption too. And how, you know, the statistics of, there's 115,000 kids in America that are like available in the foster care system to adopt. Like mm-hmm. parents have signed away rights. They just need to find a forever family. And I'm just like, 115,000? That is not, that's not that many. Yeah. We should be yeah. able to do that. We should have a waiting list. We should have a waiting list, just like we have for babies, you know, to, to, to take children mm-hmm. with this. Uh, I, I get boggled by that sometimes. No, I love it. And I want <clears throat> I love hearing about it. So your new family member, did you say boy or girl? I don't want to say. Okay, boy. Um, so is this through the foster system? It is not. It okay. was, um, uh, we're, you know, very thankful that he did not have to go in the foster system. His dad passed away and an aunt and uncle had him okay. for a while. And um, they're older and just, you know, we're looking Mm-hmm. Doing the best they could. They're just amazing and sweet people and doing the best they could to take care of them until they could find him a forever home. But and that so- is what happens in foster care sometimes is that <laughs> it's not, we think a lot, and I mean, granted, I'm not a caseworker or anything, so I don't have like real statistics, but sometimes it is just like life circumstances put these children without families. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that there's, you know, there's these children, and when they get in that foster care system, there can be there's there can be a lot of hardship. You know, a lot of the 
there's a lot of good people doing foster care. I have a, um, a some cousins that are doing foster care, and they're just the sweetest, most lovely family. And I'm so thankful their family's like that doing it. But there are some that aren't that great, yeah. honestly. And yeah. oftentimes kids get moved around a lot, and it's just a really hard system. And I just feel like the quicker, as soon as those kids are available for adoption, if we can just get them in homes forever, it is just it will just change their lives, you know, and you look at, um, you know, what happens to them if they don't get adopted, they're 18 years old and they're out on their own with and nobody. That's, that's the reality of it. I mean, no one needs to be alone at 18, no. you know, <laughs> they're out on their own and, um, you know, the rate of, of, um, drug abuse and homelessness, and homelessness, unwanted pregnancy, jail for kids that just don't have homes, you know, don't have families. So that's kind of like my new soapbox. <laughs> I love that soapbox, Corey. And well, I feel like we, um, you know, and I've just seen it, how it works, you know. Yeah, there's some struggles just like, I mean, it's hard when you have a baby the yeah. first few months of getting adjusting to having a new baby sure. and all those things. So there's an adjustment with like everything else, but it's mm-hmm. so worth it. It's just so worth it. I have We have several friends, like close friends that have adopted through the foster system. And so I always tell people, if you like are thinking about adoption and international can seem scary and very expensive and domestic, some people are kind of scared about, you know, there's all these things that kind of like these fears that people have. I always tell people foster care, although foster to adopt, although there are some challenges that come with it, but there's challenges with everything, like you said, but it's a very practical financial way to adopt and add to your family. Mm -hmm. It is. That's the main thing I get whenever I post anything about adoption. I'll get tons of comments. And the main thing I get is like, it's too expensive. I wish I could, but I can't afford it. But foster to adopt, you really can, you know, it's, it's free. It's It's practically nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, Yeah. It's nothing. It takes you going to, to the training, which is, is difficult. Yes. And it takes, it's a, it's not, I'm not saying that it's an easy process, but it is just so worth it. I just feel like if you ever have had like even an inkling, like go do it, you know, at least go find out about it and take some classes. Yeah. Even in some States, like I think, I don't want to say exactly, but in Texas, I know there's like college funding um, uh, for kids, even after, after they're adopted. Yes. Oh, there's, there is, there's a lot of that. And also, even if you're like, okay, I'm not ready to adopt. But you can go into the foster care system and sign up to do like respite care where you take a baby for a weekend whenever the foster family needs a break or something like that. And that can kind of like get you into that that system, a way you can help and you can be a part of kids' lives, give them love for even if it's for a weekend and then see, you know, see where that goes. Yeah. And that's foster parents need that greatly because they can't just leave their like when I go out of town, I can leave my kids with any friend I want. Right. But if you're a foster parent, they you can only leave them with people that are certified. So that's a huge need as well. I'm glad you said that. Yes, it is. I, I feel like I've like learned a lot about this stuff recently, not just through my experience, but I've got cousins who do it and Jillian and uh-huh. we're all involved in this process on different levels. And, and we've actually just joined the board of um, the Congressional Coalition for Adoption in D.C. And they're just doing amazing work to change laws and I was up there recently and was able to talk to a lot of kids in foster who had been through foster care and who've had different experiences. One who went all the way through and never got adopted and her, her, her brother's in prison right now. And she's like, he's a good kid. He was a good kid, but he got out on his own at 18 and, and didn't know what to do. And then others who were adopted at like 16 and how amazing that was for them and how their life just is forever changed because of that. So, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I just can't even imagine, I mean, say that you did go to college for some reason and then you go for Christmas break or for winter break. You have no, you have no family. Where do you go? I don't even understand that. Yeah, I know. It breaks your heart. Oh, that is so crazy. It's just hard to even, it's hard to even comprehend. Yes. Um, I read a book a couple of years ago called The Middle Mom and it's by... Uh, Christine Irwin and I think she lives in Arkansas and she's been a foster mom. I mean, it might've been self-published. I mean, it was just this little bitty book that someone told me about and she lived in Arkansas and she had fostered several kids, lots and lots of kids. But something I read in there really stood out to me that I've never forgotten. And she said that people all the time would ask her, cause she was a foster parent who fostered lots of children. They would say, I could never do that because it would be so hard for me when the kids went back home, you know, cause there is, there is turnover in foster care. 
Yeah. And she said in the book, I'll never forget it. She's like, when people say that, I always say to them, are your feelings more important than this child's life? Right. And um, I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit, but that was her point. Yeah. Her point was just yeah. like, are you going to let how you might be sad as an adult right. keep you from like helping a child? Right. A seven-year-old. Are, are your feelings as a 37-year-old woman more important than this seven-year-old? And I have never right. forgotten that. I so admire foster families. I mean, I just, because it is, it is a hard thing to do. You do have to be strong and it is not about you. Like it is right. 100% not about you. It is about that child. And I just, I just really admire families. And we have, like I said, we have not, not done that. We, um, with our little boy, you know, he was not in the foster care system, but we did, um, you know, we ex- had the experience of an older child, but I just, my roommate from college has had, I don't know how many foster kids and I just love all her posts. And that's basically what she says too. Like, this is not about you. And I just think we have a family that sits in front of us at church that every Sunday, I just thank them and admire them because they've had, you know, they have five little girls, two of three they've adopted and two that are still in the foster care system. And and they've had them in and out of their home, and and it is hard, but it is so worth it. It's the these children's lives. You yeah, know? it's like you're laying down your, just like Jesus said, you're laying down your life for people. Yeah. It's what they're doing, and so it's so. I love watching my friends as well. One of my girlfriends is they're having a tough case with their child that they have in their home, and it's just like to watch her persevere through it and be so strong, um, not for herself, but be strong for that little girl. Um, yeah. And advocate for her. You know, they will adopt her in a second if it come if she comes mm-hmm. available. But now yeah. her job is to advocate for her, and I just am so proud of her, the way she parents her. It's yeah. so beautiful to watch. My cousins have had a baby for ten months that that they just had to pack up to go to an adoptive family. A family, it, it was a family member, uh-huh. so you know they get first priority in the system. And oh, it was heartbreaking for them to because they had that baby for 10 months they and they wanted to adopt him as well but you know they just God placed him in their home for that time so he will never know a time when he was not 100% loved and kissed on and adored you know through that his babyhood he will never know a time when he wasn't because he he they had him for that time and now he's with a family that will be his forever family so it's just Oh, I can't imagine how hard and she was so hard on them to pack him up. But what they did for him was just priceless. It, it is. And, and like you said, like, well, and the thing is he's always been loved and he may not, he probably won't, you know, remember them. Yeah. Um, but God, we know that God put them there for that purpose and for that reason and for that season and that they actually did make a huge difference in his life. Oh yeah. Uh, that will never be doubted what the difference they made in his life. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you have um, a daughter-in-law. I do. And it's so much fun. We had the wedding this last, you know, summer. They got married in June. I saw pictures and it looked beautiful. It was beautiful. And it was one of those moments where you're like, God gives good gifts to his children because their wedding was June 27th in Louisiana. Which is like hell. It is. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so humid. And they wanted an outside outside wedding at our farm. And I was like, y'all, like, <laughs> I, I want it to be at our farm. But, you know, this is like June 27th. And, the, oh, it's always so hot. So we came upon that day. It was a 100% chance of rain. 100%. And we were like, okay, what are we just trying to think of contingency plans? All the while praying that God would, like, not let it rain. But normally I don't pray for, like, selfish things like that. Like, God, don't let it rain. And we need rain, you know. There's a lot of other people that, you know, I'm always like weird about that. Yeah. So, but at that point I was like, all right, this involves more than just me. There's like 800 people come to this wedding. So don't let it rain for everybody, (laughs) not just me. So, um, but in the meantime, we're like preparing, like our contingency plans, what we're going to do. It was the most beautiful day, not a drop of rain. Like the weather was not, it was like 80, which is unheard of in right. June. Yeah. And it was just beautiful, just this beautiful sunset. I was like, God, I, I thank you. <laughs> like, I just doubt you sometimes. And I think like, you know, I, I, I don't have the faith to say like, oh, if I say it's not going to, if I ask God for a, a gift or blessing that it's going to happen, like I'm like asking him, but still planning for what if, you know, mm-hmm. and then he just gave us this amazing day. Oh, it was so wonderful. wonderful. 
That's awesome. And they're just doing great. They look so cute. And I just need you to assure all of us mamas with young boys, my oldest is almost 12, mm-hmm. um, that they're going to grow up and they're going to be okay. Like I, I literally like I've expressed my fear on this podcast before about my kids dating and then getting married. And, and I really do know that that is just the way life goes. And actually I'm going to be so excited about that. But when you have a 12 year old, the thought of them getting married, it just, it can't register in my brain. Like I'm like, Caden, he's like a dorky sixth grader. He can't get married. And then next thing I know he's going to be married. It happens like that. It is crazy. Yes. He, um, yeah, I remember John Luke at 12. We were laughing at that the other day, thinking about, you know, that 12 is 12 and 13, like all their hormones start oh, changing. Yes. And it's such an awkward stage. And John Luke was a kind of like, Sadie has always, he's pretty dorky. Like, Sadie's always had to like help him along in that department. <laughs> like, he wore Crocs for like five years straight, exclusively Crocs. That's hilarious. And Sadie finally was like, John Luke. Crocs are out. You need to wear some different shoes. You know, he was that kind of kid that like was just in his own thing, doing his own deal. Didn't, but um, then he he dated a lot of girls. He was, was hilarious. Like all his, you know, you see him through high school, and you're just like, what is, is this? You know, what is this going to be? Like, is this who's going to marry? You know. And then when he started dating Mary Kate, we just knew she's just the sweetest thing, just perfect for him, and laughs at all his jokes, and they they're just great together now she can keep him out of the crocs now that's her job that's her job although he sent us a picture in the croc store today like <laughs> our family group text a picture in the, he's he sent us a picture in the croc store like he was getting sucked back in he's not letting them go <laughs> no he can't let them go no he loves them uh okay so Corey, does 2016 hold anything exciting for you we're well, in the beginning january we just started the year are you like a, a goal setter well, we have a lot, a lot going on, but one exciting thing that is that we're doing is we are doing a tour for um, Sadie's Live Original. We did it at one event in Nashville, and it was just phenomenal. It just, we had like 42, we sold out, 4,200 young people, and it's not, but it's not just Sadie. It's Sadie's book. It's based on kind of like, the inspiration was her Live original book, but it's not just about her. Like, is all the all the cousins? So it's her, John Luke and Mary Kate, Reed and his girlfriend Brighton, Cole, who's like the single guy um, in the group, and then um, and so it's them as a group putting on this tour that is just young people speaking to young people about the problems that they're going through. You know, so it's like eighteen year olds talking to. 18 and 13 year olds, you know, like, here's what's going, what we've been through. We know what you're in and we know where you are in your life. And so, um, they're talking about like live original in your school and your communities and your relationships. So we did this one event and it was just phenomenal. And so we are actually going to tour it, um, next fall. So everyone's going to take like a semester off of school, off of college and everything. And we're going to travel the country in buses. And that sounds like a lot of fun. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. And I'm just going to be a mom and just like travel and do it with them. And I think we're going to pull the younger ones out of school and, and just homeschool for that semester while we travel the country. That is so fun. You'll be like a traveling little... Um, I don't know what to even call you. Like y'all are just in the bus, the family. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so, yeah, so that's next fall. So that's kind of a big thing we have coming up. But then other than that, it's just, you know, we got a lot of good things. We're actually going to do our, um, so we do a, a race every year, a NASCAR race in Texas called the Duck Commander 500. But this year we are going to, the whole entire platform is going to be called Drive Adoption. So we're going to use that race, yes, to do some really cool things to, um, you know, encourage families to adopt, empower families, connect them with people who can help them if they're interested in adoption and all that. So That's so we, wonderful. Where does that race take place? It's in Dallas, Texas. Okay. And um, it's called, um, let me think, it's Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's where it is. Yeah. And it's been, we've done it the last few years and we've just kind of been, you know, we've gotten sponsors, corporate sponsors and all that. And it's been great and fun, but we were like, how can we make this more important than just a race? And that. really came up with a tagline of drive adoption. And we actually, this is a crazy story, but we actually met our little boy that we are adopting at the race last year. Are you serious? That's where we first met him. It was just a random meet encounter. It, no, we had, um, I had, we found out about him a few weeks before and we said, how about we meet up there and just kind of like 
you know, so we just went back to her room and, and met him. And then he came to live with us like two weeks later. Okay. So, can I ask the question that everyone's thinking right now is you, you just, y'all aren't just, I mean, you know this, you're not just like, um, Willie and Corey that live on first Avenue in normal, you know what I mean? Like you have a TV show, you have this brand, you have this, all this kind of thing. And God is like using that for his glory and all these kind of things. Is that awkward for like a 13 year old to walk into that? Or does it just, does, is a 13 year old just kind of like doesn't even cross well, their mind? I think, you know, it's funny. Like when we, when we've been out because we haven't really, you know, he hasn't been in the press on it. So nobody really knows, knows him. We just wanted to give him time, you know, to adjust because it can be a little crazy, <laughs> but, um, he's been, he's so cute. Like when we're at the airport, you know, and someone comes up and takes our picture, he's like, I'm their new son, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like loving oh, it. Yeah, and, yeah. um, so yeah, I think, I think he's, he's adjusted. It's amazing. You know, you look at kids and you're like, they're so resilient. So, no, you're like, how can, I can't even imagine at 12, like, joining an entire new family and all that. So, you know, the times that have been a little tough, you're, you are like, like how, I can't even imagine yeah, how yeah. incredibly he's doing to just join a new family. I can't imagine any of our children yeah. doing that at 12, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, he, he's he's done great. I think that would be so, so hilarious. I'm like, I'm the new son. That's what he does. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he like dumps in the picture. I'm the new son. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, that's so wonderful. Okay. Um, well, I want, when that race comes up, I want to hear more about it. And if I can do anything to help on the podcast or anything, let me know. Okay, definitely. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Okay, so I always ask my guests two questions, what you're reading and three things you're loving. So, okay. Corey, what are you reading these days? What I'm reading is, so I've been reading like a lot of um, nonfiction. And so I was like, I need to, sometimes I just, you know, you got to go back and read, read something fiction. And so I started reading All the Light We Cannot See. I've heard so much good stuff about that. Really good, but it, it's heavy. So it wasn't, it's not like, oh, let's just take like a little summer reading. Yeah. It's about the Holocaust, but it's a beautiful book. It's so beautifully written and it's good. So I'm in the middle of that. And, um, and I have like on my nightstand next, um, Imagine Heaven, Willie's been reading it, and he's, like, been obsessed with it. And Willie's not a big reader, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to read It's about, like, um, encounters with people who, who died. Like, and, mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh -huh. Which we, I've read several books like that, and I love those type of books. But he's like, this one's really, really good. So that's okay, next. good to know. Uh-huh. And what are you loving these days? What am I loving these what days? What are three things um, that you're like, I have to text my best girlfriend and tell her about this because she must know about this? Okay, one is like the sweater poncho kind of thing that's going on right uh -huh. now. I wear it. I have one that I wear like every other day. Because and it I, can be anything. It, it's like a blanket. It's right. like a blanket in public. <laughs> every time I travel, I wear it. And I actually had a lady in there for it, tried to take it. She was like, you can, where can I get that? And I was like, well, because we have a store. So I was like, duckanddressing.com. She's like, can I just have that one? I'm for real, in the airport. Wait, you didn't know her? It's not like your best friend no, from college? Working in the store. She was working in the like in the store at the airport. And I, I felt bad about it later because I didn't give it to her. But I was like, <laughs> I'm about to get on a plane. I need my sweater. I need my blanket on the plane. I need my blanket. Yeah, it's like, you can go order one yourself. But um, so I love that thing. It's, it is. It's like wearing a blanket in public. It's like I have these little Tom's booties. I don't know. They were like a couple years ago. But it's all fleece on the inside. Uh -huh. And I wear them every day. And so, people are like, they're so cute. And I'm like, I really wear them because it feels like I'm wearing slippers all day yeah. long. Yeah. That's my other thing. I have them on right now. But mine are my Uggs. Uh. 
and they have like soles on the bottom so you can wear them in public. <laughs> that's exactly, that's all we need. Slippers in public. <laughs> so Oak Slippers and the other thing would be Adele Radio on Pandora. Ooh. I forgot how much I loved Adele till her new song came out. And I still got, we have like a speaker system through our house, which I love because I can play music all the time. And I've, it's been stuck on Adele Radio. When it's not Christmas music right now, of yeah. course, you know, we're doing a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. But Adele Radio is my new favorite. My daughter told me an Adele joke the other day. You want to hear it? Yes. I'm sure we can all figure it out because I got the punchline before she said it. But she said, why did Adele cross the road? She oh, shoot. She said, <laughs> to say hello to the other side. Uh, I was like, okay, it's got to be something with hello. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. She was really good. Okay, while I'm on a joke kick, I don't know why I feel the need to tell you all these, but my son said this to me last night. He said, Mom, I uh, – well, let me get it right. He said, I must ask you a, I must ask you a question. But I'm going to shave it for later. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's cute. Kids are so I cute. Heard that one too. That's a yeah. cute one. Okay, so I love your things. They're all comfy and like homey, and you just want to like stay in your sweater and your slippers and listen to music. That's right. And wrap presents this time of year. That sounds like that's- the life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So one last thing. Speaking of presents, um, this is coming out in January, but we just had Christmas. Do y'all do Christmas at your house? Well, or do you go? We- Oh, well, so my family, most of the family, and the Robertsons are all in the same town. Uh-huh. So we kind of, like, bounce around to different places. We have, like, Christmas brunch at my grandmother's, Christmas Eve at my mom's, Christmas morning at mine, and then Christmas night at Bill and Kay's. It's a yeah. whole thing. It is a whole thing. And Christmas cookie decorating at my aunt's. The whole Somewhere thing. in there. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. But it, at first, like, thinking about it. I get a little like, yeah, maybe yeah. we should just go to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Let's all go someplace. Yeah, exactly. But then after we do it, it's so much fun. Our kids just love every bit of the tradition. We're actually going to Guatemala this Friday. We're going to do a boot drop and, and um, deliver boots to kids, rain boots to kids in Guatemala. So we're doing that, but we're coming back in time for all the okay. So quick trip traditions. Yeah. Quick trip. Okay. Awesome. I think I saw those rain boots the other day. Are these the one that Sadie is talking about? Yes. What are they called? Roma. Roma. And I just love the family behind this and their mission. They were, he was a Romanian um, refugee, like political refugee. When his family came over when he was eight years old, they have 12 kids. And he just um, is just a really godly man, godly family. And he was working at Nordstrom's and just had this concept to do rain boots and it's a buy one give one mm-hmm. so every every rain boot you buy so Sadie's line has already sold like 4000 so she is going to give away 4000 rain boots to kids that is so um, amazing so her line and they've done they in they've it's been in business for 5 years and they've already delivered boots to 20 over 20 countries it's just incredible i just love to hear stories like that and um we love to partner with people like that. So. For sure. I really wish I would have known about this. About two months ago when I bought my very first pair of rain boots, I would have bought these. Oh, no. Well, your second pair of rain boots. My second pair of rain boots will have to be from them. Oh, Corey, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been so fun talking to you. It is so fun. I'm so glad we finally got to meet since we have mutual friends. And, every- and are, you, are you in Austin? I'm in Austin. Okay. Next time I'm there, we have to meet up. Yes. Next time you're here, meet up, and I, Jen and I will take you to all the great Austin places. That sounds great. Because we have amazing, I know people are so tired of hearing me talk about it. We have amazing food here, so. I'm, I'm in. I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell everyone about your book, too, Strong and Kind, and I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and um, just a great show today, so thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me. This was fun. Guys, wasn't that a fun chat with Corey? I have to admit, I've only been nervous talking to two guests, and she was one of them. I was a little bit nervous, but you know what? This is what I realized. She's just a regular mom, just like us, raising her kids, doing her thing, and loving Jesus like the rest of us. Um, I loved her passion for adoption, and specifically older child adoption. If you're interested in adoption, I have lots of personal stories plus other friends' stories on adoption over my webpage, jamieivy.com. I encourage you to go there, browse around, Click the adoption tab and just go to town reading. As usual, any books that we talked about are going to be on jamieivy.com slash the happy hour books because I want you to get all the books you can to read this year. Guys, before we finish, I want to remind you guys to make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes. Getting subscribed means that you don't miss anything. 
Literally every new show automatically gets sent to your podcast listening app, whatever that might be. And trust me, you want to subscribe because we're in the early stages of cooking up some exciting new things for the show. Go to jamieivy.com slash iTunes. It takes you straight to my show page, and all you have to do is click that little bitty button that says subscribe, and you're in. If you want any information about what we talked about, check out jamieivy.com. I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and share something with me that you loved about this show. Today's show is edited by Knox McCoy, and the music is from Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is Rachel Hollis, and Rachel and I are now friends. Um, I say that about all of the people I interview, whether they want to be or not, we're now friends. So she's my friend, and I'm a huge Rachel fan now. Uh, She's the creator and mastermind behind the online community, The Chic Site, which I highly encourage you to check out before next week. You can find her at thechicsite.com. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend, and have a happy hour with a friend. I'll see you guys next week. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.